Hello, everyone, and welcome to the I Love Kid Min podcast, the place where you and your church take the next steps in your kids' ministry journey. We know you love Kid Min, and we want to give you the tools to succeed. Now, your hosts, Ryan Frank and Corey Jones. Hey, I Love Kid Min. Welcome to episode number 25. Corey, we haven't talked since Thanksgiving. Man, did you have a oh, good yeah. Thanksgiving? Yeah, it's been great. How about with you? You know, we had a great Thanksgiving. We stayed close to home. Went to my brother-in-law's, ate some good food. Um, yeah, I love Thanksgiving. I like the food. I like the family. I like the laid back. Um, it's probably one of my favorite holidays. What about you, Corey? You like it? Uh, I love the food and the family <laughs> side. Uh, yeah, but the food. Ooh, the but, food. Man, I was reading a verse uh, during yeah. Thanksgiving, and I wanted to share it. It's uh, yeah. Colossians 3. Now, it's not 323, Ryan. Calm down. It's just I Colossians 317. It says, and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, the Father, through him. And so, Ryan, um, as we're like wrapping up Thanksgiving, before we move on, I want you to think back about this past year. Um, and I want you to share with us something that you just are incredibly thankful for. I love that, Corin. Good chapter, Colossians 3. Probably my favorite chapter in the Bible, um, and that's a good verse in 17, a good reminder to give thanks for everything. I, don't know, I think, though, I, in these recent days, I'm really thinking a lot just about I'm thankful for um, the relationships that God brings into your life because we all, as pastors, we know a lot of people, and as ministry leaders, we engage with a lot of people. And if you're outgoing, you probably have a million friends, and on Facebook— in this Instagram, Twitter world that we live in, we're so well connected to so many people. But at the end of the day, I'm just, I've really been thankful for the people that I really can call friend and people that I know pray for me and I'm praying for them and people that I know that love me and love my kids and um, love Beth and I and people that we have interactions with that we can love back and pray for them and their kids. And so while I'm definitely thankful for everybody God's placed in my life, I think in these recent days, I've really been reflecting just on, um, you know, people like you and Nicole that are dear friends that I know if I called you, Corey, at two in the morning, um, you would answer the phone if you heard it ring and be like, what's up? And I think, you know, I would do the same for you. And friends are, are really a gift and a treasure. And I never want to be so busy that, you know, I run over just the important relationships in my life. So that's something I'm thankful for. Um, now, Corey, I was going to, I'm going to pitch the question back to you, but I am curious about this very serious Thanksgiving question. So are you a white meat or a dark meat guy on your turkey? White. Oh, man. Ryan, I am mac and cheese 100%. Are you mac and cheese? <laughs> I'll, I might get a little piece of turkey to make the person happy who cooked it, but... But you um, go right for the mac and guy. cheese. Yeah. Now, did, <laughs> that's, that's cool. Now, did you know, like I've got, m most people don't know this, but in my family, my nieces and nephews and my brothers and sisters-in-law, like I've got a reputation for my mac and cheese. Oh. I've got mac and cheese that I bring to family events that I think is a killer homemade mac and cheese. Yeah, I I'm pretty sure you can ship guy mac and cheese like even to georgia you can ship you it ship in a some to you and some yeah. dry ice I'll, I'll be the judge <laughs> i didn't know that about you so you i like that um because we're both mac and cheese guys but i do like the turkey but it's interesting you you kind of 
just get a little bit and go right for that mac and cheese film. Yeah. Okay, back to spiritual matters now. In Colossians three seventeen, giving thanks. What about you, Corey? What's something you're thankful for these days? Man, I'm thankful for the Pauls and Timothys in my life that I, I've had just an incredible blessing of God putting people that are way further down the road than me in uh, ministry and marriage in just so many ways that will speak the hard truth to me um, and shape my future. And so I'm just really thankful for those people. Um, and then, man, God's been putting a lot of just like interns and people that want to do ministry and make a difference. And it's been crazy how many just people he's been bringing into my life that I can do the same to and pass on that wisdom that has been given to me. And so, man, uh, there's a lot of people that I'm thankful for, but I'd say at the top of the list, it's uh, those that God has put intentionally in my life uh, to grow the kingdom. I love that. And you're so highly relational, Corey, and it's something I've always appreciated about you. Um, you're a networker and a connector and a learner. And um, one of these days, I want to come on staff at your church, Corey, because one one thing I love about your the culture of your church and your pastor's heart, like just how he gives you the freedom to go to conferences and to do things like recording this podcast and building relationships and um I have a lot of respect for your church and for you, and thanks for sharing that, Corey. You've been a great, great blessing in my life. Um, hey, we've got a, a, a partner for today. You may talk about him, Corey. Uh, I've heard great things about him. Why don't you yeah, share? I have too. I've heard great things about the people that built this website, <clears throat> Corey and me and Jim Weidman and our wives, <clears throat> kidmensearch.com, kidmensearch.com. If, you're, if your church is looking for the ne- their next hire, children's pastor, family pastor, or if you are really praying about what's next for you, it's free to post your resume at kidmensearch.com. We've got some great churches on there that are looking for kids pastors. We have pastors that are going through the resumes at kidmensearch.com. And Corey, last time I checked, we were giving away some books for pe- to people that post their resumes. Are we still doing that? Absolutely. If they go on the site, list their resume, they'll get an automatic email sent right to them with four free books. I love it. So kidmensearch.com is the partner on the I Love Kidmen podcast episode number 25. Um, And all joking aside, Corey and Nicole and Jim Weidman and um, Julie and Beth and I, we've enjoyed kind of putting this site together over the last six months and really hoping to ramp it up even more to serve the kingdom in 2000. Hey, this week in favorite things, um, Corey, I want to talk about something. I've decided going into 2020 to go a little old school, and I have bought for my office one of those big, um, I kind of see one beside you actually on the video, podcast listeners can't. Um, see it, but I bought one of those big, like four feet wide by three feet tall, like year at a glance dry erase calendars. Mm-hmm. Because while I don't know my word for the year yet for 2020, one thing I'm committed to in 2020 is um, focus, 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 focus. And so I've decided to really chart my goals and the things I want to do on this 12 month big wall calendar. I know it's gonna be ugly in my office, 
and my handwriting is horrible, but I'm hoping it helps me stay focused this year. So I've always, um, I shouldn't say make, make fun of, make fun of people that have these hanging on the wall. Cause you have one right beside you, Corey, <laughs> but I've always thought, you know, in a digital world, why do people do these goofy wall calendars? And I'm going to, I'm going to really hope this year it helps me stay focused and on track where I can mark off what I've accomplished and, or if I've missed. And so I bought it on Amazon Friday. It came to it shipped to my office yesterday. I haven't hung it up yet, but I bought one and I bought a new pack of dry erase markers and I'm hoping to help me stay focused in 2020. That's my favorite thing right now. Now I see a calendar beside you. How do you, what do you use that calendar on the wall for? Is it it's, for events or? It's mostly for the next gen team to see what's going on in each of the different ministries and their vacations and stuff like that. So it's something that we could all see just whenever we're meeting essentially. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. What about you, Corey? You got a favorite thing? Mine is a quote from Theodore Roosevelt. It's one you've probably heard a couple of times, but man, it's been uh, on my heart. It says, comparison is the thief of joy. Man, I know it's true for my life. Uh, Gratitude and joy, it just can't coexist with pride and comparison. And so if I have these like warning flags of unexpressed gratitude coming in my life, I know that I need to uh, get rid of that. I need to express my gratitude and be thankful. Um, if I'm complaining, it's revealing entitlement in my heart. And I just know that uh, I want to live a joy filled life. I want life to the full. And so I need to make sure that a uh, comparison stays far, far away from me. So my favorite thing is just to quote Theodore Roosevelt. Comparison is the thief of joy. It is. And man, it can be such a trap. And I, I really think that it's one of the greatest tools, Corey, that the devil uses in our lives. And that is he gets us comparing ourselves to each other. And we compare our ministries to other ministries. We compare our giftings to other people's giftings, our looks to other people's looks, um, the number of followers to someone else's followers, the number of friends to someone else's friends. And it, I mean, it is a it's not, I mean, it'll steal your joy. It'll also steal your, really, what you can accomplish for the Lord, because it is a trap. So that's a good quote. I'm glad you shared it, Corey. I think the sooner, the, the sooner that each of us can really just be good with who we are and how God wired us and what God's given us and live in that reality, and um, boy, the better off we're going to be. Our families are going to be. Our health is going to be. Our ministries are going to be. Corey, we've got a um, a great speaker on the lineup for today, don't we? Oh yeah, today One we're going to hear could find from the Ryan Frank. Oh, it's me. That's right. Oh yeah, um, Ryan, you're the CEO of Kids Matter, um, which is a publishing company that serves church leaders all over the world. Um, you're an author of the book Eat the Frog first. Yeah. Uh, Ten Sentences to Revolutionize Your Ministry, The Volunteer Code, and many others. And today, you are our expert guide, so why don't you tell us what you're going to be teaching? Yeah, so I'm excited about this. Um, I want to talk to you today uh, about five questions that you need to ask yourself every day. Five questions you need to ask yourself every day. I think one of the greatest habits that we can develop is pastors and ministry leaders is to ask good questions. John Maxwell wrote a book called Good Leaders Ask 
great questions. If you study the ministry of Jesus, Jesus taught a lot by asking questions. And one of the greatest ways, if you're stuck in a hurdle or if you are stuck facing some giant obstacle, um, one of the greatest ways to overcome that is to ask good questions. So what I want to do today is I want to talk to you about five questions to ask every day. Of course, there are a million questions you can ask, but here are five I think are really going to help you in the year strong and start 2020 strong. Question number one, what's my why? What's my why? In other words, why am I doing what I'm doing? Now, your why is more important than your what. I, did, I didn't say what's my what. It's easy to identify your what. I lead a children's ministry. I'm a pastor at this church. I teach these people. I work with these volunteers. That's your what. But here's the thing. Your what won't keep you going when things get hard. Your what won't keep you going when everything inside of you tells you that you should quit. What will keep you going is your why. Your why. Why am I doing what I am doing? Your why is so much more important than your what. If it's been a while since you have visited your why. I want you to visit your why. Why is it that you do what you do? Why is it that you want to lead your family well? Why is it that you want to be responsible with your health and your wellness? Why is it that you want to be responsible with your finances? Why is it that you serve in this ministry? And that's what I really want to focus on because of the context of this podcast why is it that you are doing what you are doing? And that will keep you going. We all get discouraged. We all have those Mondays where we want to quit. We all have those Sundays where we drive home and we think, why won't these kids just listen? Or why won't that parent cut me some slack? Or, you know, why won't my pastor give me the credit for this? And when you want to quit, your why will keep you going. If you remember, I'm not doing this for man. And the quicker that I can or women, or for any board, or any church, or I am serving the Lord, and when I recognize that I am serving the Lord, it's a game changer, game changer. What's my why? Second question I want you to ask every day, am I building a team? Am I building a team, or am I going at this alone? Am I building a team, or am I going at this alone? Now listen, way, 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 way too many pastors, way too many youth pastors, way too many children's pastors try to do it all themselves. And I get that. It's not easy finding good help. I get that. Sometimes you delegate and then it comes back and it bites you in the rear end because somebody doesn't do what they were supposed to do. I get that. You want things to be done with excellence. But here's the thing. If you are building your ministry um, by yourself, Without a team, you are setting yourself up for heartache, disappointment, and um, it will not be sustainable. Now, nobody gets in ministry with the intent of quitting or getting burnt out or getting tired or getting exhausted. Um, but, right? But they don't, but if you want to make sure that's not going to happen, if you don't want to burn out, if you don't want to get weary and well-doing, you've got to make sure you are building a team around you. 
Now, this is the challenge, as I said earlier, because it's hard to find good help uh, because sometimes you ask people to help and they don't do a good job. Um, tell you another reason why is because we're just trying to survive Sunday to Sunday. And how do I have time to build a team when I've got this job on Monday through Friday in this ministry that I run on the weekends and kids that I'm running to basketball and cheerleading? And, and how do I find time to build a team? What you do is you just choose to do something every day or every week to build a team. Do something. Do something. Um, hey, recruit some new people. Um, send some text messages. Send some articles. Buy some books for some people. Um, have someone over to your house. Do something to build a team. Building a team is a secret to longevity in ministry. Number three. Third question to ask yourself every day, what really matters? What really matters? And I think this is a great question, Corey, especially going into the end of 2019, uh, looking at 2020. What really matters? Now, let me tell you something. What really matters is your walk with Christ. What really matters is your husband, your wife, your kids, um, never set you for the saying, never sacrifice your family on the altar of ministry. I don't know who first came up with that quote, but we know it, but it's so good. Don't sacrifice your family on the altar of ministry. And sometimes we can be so busy doing good things and serving people that we neglect the most important people in our life. Earlier in the podcast, I told you, I've been thinking a lot about important relationships and listen, those important relationships, especially your family, are gold. You can always get another ministry. Our partner on today's podcast is Kid Men's Search. There are a million churches out there, maybe not a million, but there are a lot of churches out there looking for a children's pastor. You can always find another job. You can't always find another family. And so guard your family. Listen, I do not want to be a public success at my church and be a private failure at home. And one thing I've learned is that my girls are probably never going to read my resume. My wife, Beth, could care less how many people follow me on Instagram. But yet they are the most important people in my life. And so I need to make sure I keep it that way. Fourth question to ask yourself every day. Am I busy or am I productive? Am I busy or am I productive? The world is full of busy people. Churches are full of busy people. Organizations are full of busy people. But here's something that will really make you a valuable asset to your pastor and your church is when you are productive, when you're productive. So what you have to do is you have to choose to get organized. You have to choose to build a team. You have to choose to set priorities every day and to focus on the important things first. Corey mentioned my book that his wife Nicole helped us put together. Um, eat the frog first. Mark Twain said, if you eat a live frog, first thing every day, nothing worse will happen to you the rest of the day. And the point is that you've got to choose to do the difficult things first. And when I choose to do the difficult things first, everything else gets easier. Listen, don't just be busy. And we all had those days where you get home. How was your day? It was, it was good. It was busy. But what'd you get done? That's a good question, right? Because we're so busy. But really what'll help you stand out and what will help you really find fulfillment in your life and in your church and in your ministry is when you aren't just busy, but you are producing. You are productive. Number one, what's my why? Number two, am I building a team? Number three, 
what really matters. Number four, am I busy or productive? And number five, here's a fifth question which you ask yourself every day. What is keeping me going? What's keeping me going? Listen, what's not going to keep you going? Your, um, a pat on the back from your pastor, the applause from the kids and from the parents. Now that's good. Your pastor should encourage you. And I hope that the kids are loving you and the parents are appreciating you. But what really, really matters and what's going to really keep you going? Um, several things. One, I mentioned earlier, my calling. My calling is going to keep me going. But you know what's really keeping me going these days is gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. Now we're just getting out of Thanksgiving, but I am so extremely grateful. And what gets me out of bed every morning and what gets me to the office and what get what gets me in front of that camera to shoot another video to encourage children's pastors and what gets me behind a microphone and what gets me typing uh, something out and what gets me on the phone, what gets me serving is gratitude. I am so grateful for what God has done in my life. I am so grateful for the opportunities that he has placed in front of me. I'm so grateful for my family, for my church, for my ministry, for you that are listening to this podcast. I'm so, so grateful. It is driving me forward, and gratitude will drive you forward. When I become so internally focused, and I focus on my problems and what I don't have and who's not thanking me and how I'm not getting the credit, all of a sudden, man, that that lack of gratitude drags me down. But when I focus on what I am grateful for, it pushes me forward. So there you've got it. Five questions to ask yourself every day, friends. What's my why? Am I building a team? What really matters? Am I being busy or am I being productive? And what will keep me going? Now, Corey, do any of those jump out to you? What's one of them really jumps out to you? Absolutely. Thank you for that. Teaching is wonderful. Uh, am I busy or productive? I think that that that's just a trap that we fall into so many times where at the end of the day you sit there and you go, man, I was so stressed and I was so doing work, but what did I accomplish? And just thinking through that, making your big priority for the day and eating that frog. Now, Ryan, I got a question for you. If somebody is sitting there um, right now, they're listening on their way to work and they know when they get to work, they're going to need to do that task that they're dreading and they know it's their frog. They need to dive in and start eating. So uh, what advice do you have for them when they're sitting there looking at it and just don't want to start? Yeah. You know what you got to do? You got to think about this. Think about what's going to happen if I don't just start that. Here's what if if you just for if you just do what you want to do, okay. Whether that's checking Facebook, checking Instagram, um, catching up on your email, working on your lesson plan for Sunday, um, and I do the things I want to do, and I put off those important things. What's going to happen? It's going to get put off till tomorrow, then the next day, then the next day, then the next day, and what's going to happen is I'm going to get down to crunch time. Well, several things could happen. One thing that could happen, I'd get down to crunch time and all of a sudden, oh my gosh, I got to do this and it, I, I do a crappy job or I delegate it out and I'm sloppy when I delegate it out or I let a, I let a ball drop and I know it's all on me. But what happens when you start choosing to do one, two or three big things first thing every day? Man, it's like getting those. I, I um, a, a pastor always talked about having monkeys on your back. And you'd always talk about get those monkeys off your back, get those monkeys off your back. And when you when you get those monkeys that are hanging on your neck off your back because I got it done, all of a sudden now that big stuff's not hanging on me. So what I would choose to do is just 
literally get in the habit. And for me, it's, it, it start. Here's one example, Corey. It started as a discipline and now it's just become a habit where I don't check my Facebook or Instagram or my email really until about mid morning. And for m several months, I had like make myself not do that. Now I don't even think about it anymore. I know that the first several hours of the day, um, I'm making my list of what I need to do that day. And I start doing a couple of those big things first. And then I reward myself by letting me check my email and get on social media and do some of that stuff I want to do. So just make yourself do it, Corey, and it becomes a habit of your life. And all of a sudden you find that you're getting so much more done. Now, I also understand this, that in ministry stuff comes up and you can have a great plan for the day. And, uh, you know, there's a car accident or your pastor calls or someone knocks on your door or there's an emergency somewhere. Um, when we're working with people like we do in church settings, you, you can't always control everything, but you have a lot better chance um, if you have a plan going into the day. Ryan, you said that your what won't keep you going, and that's why we need to figure out our why. Well, what if in our uh, Facebook group we got to hear what people's whys were? Do you think that would work? I love, that. I love it. Let's make that our, our conversation starter for this week. What's your why? What's your why? 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 What really motivates you every day to do what you do in ministry and in children's ministry? Let's hear some whys. Let's encourage each other. Maybe some of you are new at this and you're wrestling through it, or some of you have been at this for a long time and you you feel like the well is really dried up and what's next? Uh, maybe you're in a season where you're really trying to identify what's my why right now. And I think if you chose to share your why, it would be good for you to get it out there. It will also be a blessing to someone that's going to read it later. So let's do that, Corey. Great idea. Just go to the I Love Kidman Facebook group and search for episode number 25, and let's get that posted. Corey, it's been a great episode. I love doing these podcasts with you. Thank you to everybody for your support of the podcast, for sharing it. The podcast is just growing like crazy. And it's not thanks to Corey and I. Thanks to you for listening and sharing it with other kids, pastors, and volunteers in your ministry that you know can, can be blessed from this. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Looking forward to seeing you soon in episode number 26. This episode might be over, but the conversation is just getting started. Head over to the I Love Kid Men Facebook group and let's talk about your next steps in your kids' ministry journey.